0: Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age.
2: This is Parenting Bites.
1: Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy, co-founder of kidsviews.com. I'm here in the studio today with Amy Oztan, selfishmom.com. Hello. We are once again Mm. (laughs) Andrea-less this week, but she will be back next week. But we have a great show. We have some special guests who are going to try to liven things up since Andrea's not here. We'll be speaking with Alicia Ibarbo and Marianne Zellner, who are co-authors of Shitty Mom The for All Seasons. They are also the have the Shitty Mom first book and now Shitty Mom for All Seasons. We're going to have them on talking about what that means to be a shitty mom <laughs> and why <laughs> you should own it. And then our second topic today is an article in psychology today we're getting very um super intellectual after our first segment which is screen time is making kids moody crazy and lazy i think the same could be said for adults but we'll talk about this study that was done in psychology today you know when it's in psychology today you're supposed to like take it seriously oh right okay it's very like super legit um so we're gonna jump right into our first topic and we are super excited today to have two guests on the phone Alicia Ibarbo and Marianne Zellner, who are co-authors of Shitty Mom for All Seasons, because really it's a (laughs) year-round endeavor. You you can't just be shitty part of the year. You cannot. And this is a follow-up to your first really big hit book, which was Shitty Mom, which was the parenting guide for the rest of us, or really for us normal people who are, you know, real moms out there in the world dealing with um, reality (laughs) parenting (laughs) and not perfect so thank you guys for joining us today thanks for having us we were so excited to see that you guys I have to say like I did not know this follow up was coming and I remembered when the first book launched and I can't believe that time has passed <laughs> but um, know. you know on Facebook it feels like time never passes so then when I saw it again went through a new book launch I was so excited for you guys and really excited that you had a follow-up because uh, really there's so much more to say about being a shitty mom <laughs> <laughs>
3: Absolutely, it's a 365-day endeavor, right? It is. Um, and about and about Facebook, we we continue to have our our, our Facebook uh, picture, you know, our profile pic from like uh, 10 years ago. For, so for us, indeed, time <laughs> never changes at all, and we never change. Right? You can be a
1: shitty mom. That doesn't mean you can't be glamorous and photoshopped. <laughs> Benjamin
3: Button syndrome. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so let's let's jump right in and talk about what is a shitty mom. A shitty mom is
2: someone who is able to laugh, 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 laugh at all of those moments where we really want to cry. We have so many shitty mom moments throughout the day. Sometimes they happen when we're at work and we drop the ball at home. Sometimes we're at home and we drop the ball at work. But we're always having those moments where we feel guilt, immense guilt over what we have just done or didn't do. And it's just that ability to say, you know what, let it go, throw yourself a pity party for 30 seconds, but then immediately move on and say, it is what it is. I know I'm going to drop a ball in 30 seconds, um, so I better be okay with this last one that happened. So it's really just having
0: an okay time at those moments where you really want to cry. That's so important because guilt really is the most useless emotion Oh, that's my quote. Yeah, like it does nothing. It doesn't help a situation at all.
3: No, it's like let go of the guilt. It's it's uh, it's complete worthless emotion. And if you feel guilt, stop doing it. And if you don't carry on, exactly. And you need to and, and you need to move on. Like, listen, parenting's hard, and everybody that walks around saying they're you know these picture perfect moment, it's so wonderful. Like, listen, I don't know who they are, but I don't th- I don't think I want to be friends with them because I know they're big fat liars. <laughs> it can be tough, and so and we're all in this together. We all need to support each other, and that's what uh, Shitty Mom um, for All Seasons is all about. it's it's, it's supporting one another being there, laughing about those less than perfect parenting moments, and know that uh, that as parents, we need to support one another. And one way to do that is, is, as Alicia said, is by laughter.
1: You know, one of the things I love about this book is how you divided it into seasons, because there are particular moments every year that come up where you have the like, I'm the worst mom, everyone else is obviously fabulous at this. Um, And one of my favorites was apple picking. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) The pressure to go apple picking, be apple picking, and then what the hell you're supposed to do with the apples you've paid like 800 times the price for and, and you had to pick yourself. Um, Now you have to do things with them. And God forbid, then you didn't have like a Pinterest worthy.
3: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And what you really should be doing is taking a picture of of the damn commode that's in there, stinking it up with all the flies because everybody's (laughs) using it. And it's hot as hell to scare your kids away from apple picking. It sounds so
2: perfect until you get there and you're like, oh, my God, what have I done?
0: My the husband, only thing
2: that's perfect about apple picking, and I will be honest, is I, I really do enjoy the car ride up there with all the hair pulling and arguing and all <laughs> that. That is so much fun as the prelude to apple picking. But truly, honestly, the only good part about apple picking are those apple cider donuts. Yes, 100%. And, which you and can it, just buy at Whole Foods,
0: right? No, you, you need them hot have, in the bag.
2: something about pain you know, $100 yes. for four donuts. <laughs> um, and then you get a, spend another $100 for the apple pie. Yep. Um, and it's just there's, there's something about that that I'm okay with. I'm okay with dropping the money for that, that darn donut. But but Marianne's right. It's, it's, all of a sudden, with global warming, there's no such thing as a as a beautiful fall day anymore. Now we we have Indian summers, and 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 they you know it's it's 85 degrees and sunny, and all of a sudden you know 85 degrees when you're climbing a mountain and trying <laughs> to grab apples and you're jumping, and it just it doesn't work anymore. So um, I like the apple picking sometimes when it's a little cooler, um, and you you know give me an overcast sky and I'll be good.
1: I like but the But it bees. is that stress about what you make afterward. <laughs> yes, because and do you guys think that social media has added to all of this mom guilt in a really tremendous way?
3: Oh, absolutely! Because you see these perfect pictures and these perfect families and these smiley faces. I think one of my favorite Christmas cards, and I can't remember who posted this this uh, this year was from a mom and it was like literally this was this was us two minutes before the photo and it was like the kids like pulling each other's hair out right. and like on top of each other like pummeling one another and then it was like the Christmas photo which was all of them smiling Are the other moms that are honest and saying like oh yeah we couldn't get a picture a good picture of dad so we decided in the end just to uh, crop them in. Right.
0: Well you know the last time that I went apple picking was the last time um, and the pictures the pictures that I posted on Facebook Facebook of my children were authentic. They were happy. They were having a good time. But my husband wasn't in any of them because we were in a huge fight because we walked all the way from the parking lot to where the apples were, and realized that we had forgotten to get one of those grabber thingies oh. to get the the apples from up oh. in the trees. Like you're basically stuck with like just what you know your five foot four parents can reach, <laughs> right? And, and, and like what you find on the ground, yeah, right. which you do not want to touch. And <laughs> neither one of us wanted to walk all the way back, so we had this like two hour long fight while apple picking. But you know those pictures that, that you just don't take pictures of that. You just yeah, forget that, exactly. that part happened. And you just talk about it on your podcast
1: later. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, because you know your husband's not listening. That's how, I, that's how I always know my husband doesn't listen. I'm like, nope, didn't mention it. All right, I'm good. Um, and I also, so summer's coming up, and you have a great chapter on, like, get your homesick kid to camp. Damn it. like <laughs> Get yes. them to camp. Well, we, we have to say a friends. lot of that's Aaron because Alicia and
3: I have figured out another way to handle camp kids, which is basically sending them off to our relatives. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, oh. and Alicia is from Northern California, and we ship our kids away. Oh, that's better. Uh, that's I, free. Oh, yes. I have, I'm have. i one of nine, if you can believe that, and my brothers are so convinced that I'm such a shitty mom for all seasons <laughs> that they have uh, basically wanted to do a do-over, which is what, you know, grandparents are there for anyway, and so my brothers, they were like so convinced that I'm, I'm doing and everything wrong, they're like, we will save your children. I'm like, oh, great. How how long will that take that, uh, you know, like the deprogramming of my children? I'm like, is it four weeks? Is it six weeks? Eight weeks? Nine weeks? Three months?
1: Oh, my God. He could, like, consult on, like, right-wing campaigns on how to deprogram New York kids. <laughs>
3: right yeah, exactly. Oh, and it has nothing
1: to do with that. It, it, of course. It,
3: it all has to do with, like, my mothering skills. Because for a while, they didn't even speak with, speak to me because I, I'd banned plastic toys. Because, you know, we live in, in, in apartments the size of a <laughs> shoebox. And I'm like, plastic toys are for the birds. And they're like, oh, my God, Marianne, I cannot believe
1: your kids don't have toys. I'm like, they have New
3: York City. They have they have museums. They don't need plastic toys.
1: That in yeah. my apartment, Right. You're the worst mom. just right. for raising your child in an apartment, right? Don't you all you get you get that right off the bat. Oh, so, everything's thrown out before it
2: even comes through the door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and and i'm I am um very militant about that. I'm a tough one when it comes to those goodie bags that come home. You know, right now my my son is in um, bar mitzvah season, Uh, and, you know, and and those are good goodies. Yeah. Uh, But still, you know, I'm like, do you really need this extra T-shirt that you're never going to wear that's going to just get stuck in the corner of your closet? So, um, you know, I don't even let them (laughs) – Wear it once. He has um, to wear it to school I, the next day to show he was yeah, at the bar mitzvah. I, <laughs> I know. I do. know. <laughs> I'm tough, though. I'm really tough about it. So, um, you know, little, little, little You know, they end up hiding under beds and between sheets and stuff because right. I don't change the sheets. <laughs> um, so that's that's a safe hiding spot for them. But I, I'm pretty tough when it comes to cleaning out. I wait till they're sleeping, and then I go in and I and I hunt and I destroy.
1: What do you think is the biggest thing that you hear back from other moms about? Like, thank you for finally writing this. Thank you. I'm not going to feel guilty about this anymore.
3: Oh, we just heard from someone the other day who had a five month old, and you could tell like she was like, you know, on 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 the edge with this five month old. And she's like, listen, I got this as a as a as a as a uh, baby gift at a shower, and I was thinking, what's that? And she goes, I picked it up. And she goes, and I just recently picked it up. She goes. Thank you all so much cuz I was so worried about being perfect. And not only did you tell me you're not perfect, nobody's perfect, so it's it's to be celebrated not to be perfect, but y'all made me laugh. <laughs> and she goes this is the first time since baby that I've had a good giggle, and she goes. I now use this as my little cheat time. I go in the bathroom, um, you know, and 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 pick up the book and 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 look at the chapters and just laugh and laugh and laugh. And she goes. Then it just like recharges my battery.
0: Well, it, it's a great shower gift because you're never your your kid is never too young for you to be a shitty mom. Like just start <laughs> out that way from the beginning. You know that saying, "Start as you mean to go on." Just start out being a shitty mom, and it'll be great.
2: Exactly. Absolutely. It's
0: time to be a little bit selfish again. You know, that's what I mean, our parents
2: had no problem doing that. You know, they, they would have people over for drinks or dinner all the time. They would shove us outside to go play and when the street lights come on, then you can come back in. I mean, we, we you know, we weren't controlled twenty four seven by our parents. And that's really what Shitty Mom is all about as well, is just kind of letting go of, of, of all of that control. It doesn't mean to say that if you're a helicopter mom, you're not a shitty parent, because obviously <laughs> we, we all have our, you know, like, oh, my God, I didn't get them to, to class at 4 a.m. Or they didn't brush their teeth four times today instead of, you know, they only did it three. Um, so it's, it's, you know, we all have our moments, no matter what kind of uh, parent we are. Um, or what kind of label we give ourselves, we're all, we fall into that shitty category a lot. And the thing that we hear from a lot of people is, wow, you said something that I've always been afraid to say myself. Like, I think it, I know it, but I'm afraid to say it. And, um, you know, it's okay to say that your kid, you know, is not the, 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 the bright kid. You know, everyone walks around, oh, my kid's a genius, my kid's a genius. You know, we write a chapter in our very first book. You know, it's come to your attention that your child is merely average. Right. You know? <laughs> and, and, and we have fun with that. So, you know, the more that we're able to, and we laugh at ourselves a lot. Um, and so we put the point fingers all the way back yeah, at us. This, oh, the yeah, the, finger the fingers is, is, are coming back. Is, is only on us, really. And it's other women who say, wow, you were able to say something that I've thought, but I was too afraid to say myself.
1: Well, I think that's what's great about it is you sort of let moms own it. So instead of feeling bad that you had a shitty day or, you know, you just felt like you were a shitty mom that day, you're like, you know what, that's that is like part of it. And it is just who I am. And my kids might even be better for it. There's nothing wrong with little benign neglect um, where your kids have to. Get a little more resourceful and figure it out and know that they can't just leave their homework home and you're going to come rushing to school to bring it to them
3: right absolutely and use their use, using their imagination is a key thing you know we we want to program and and plan and plot out every second of our kids' lives. We never give them a chance so like guys, use your imagination, come up with something, entertain yourself. yeah. I and here's an iPod to do
1: it. No, right. <laughs> right. and well, you know what? Our parents' generation used the TV a lot, too. As much as they shoved us outside, I think the TV is a babysitter, um, which they probably caught flack for. But, I mean, I had a lot of dinners that included a can of Campbell's cream of mushroom soup somewhere in there. Like, there was not that same attention to everything having to be so perfect and so sterilized and so lovely for your child that you had to bubble wrap the world and absolutely. there's just nothing nothing wrong with that. It and probably we all turned out alright didn't we? We turned out so awesome <laughs> so and <totally>. shitty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: it was perfect. Well thank you guys so much for joining us today. We're going to put a link to um, the book, actually to both books. We'll put a link to the book on our um, Facebook page so people can find Shitty Mom for all seasons. I know it's available at Amazon, I'm sure at Barnes and Noble, everywhere. And Absolutely, and you know what? It also I makes
3: a great Mother's Day gift. Know, we are such ooh, a good Mother's yeah, Day. We're gift. on the Barnes and Noble table for Mother's Day, so it makes a huge Mother's Day gift.
1: It's an awesome Mother's Day gift, and also, boy, will you find out who has a sense of humor and who doesn't <laughs> <it> really fast. <laughs> That's so true. I love that. Um, so if don't, you know, don't shoot the messenger exactly, and and know your mother-in-law well before you dole that one out. But um, but it's I would recommend it, especially for a girlfriend um, that you know could really use a pick-me-up on Mother's Day for sure.
3: Absolutely, because
1: Mother's Day really we all want to spend the day by ourselves anyhow. So grab the book, find the bathroom, um, a bottle and of just wine, read it exactly, <laughs> absolutely, and maybe even a manicure, and send everyone else out of the house. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us. We really loved having you today. Thank Thank you you so much. We're so grateful. Bye. 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 Great. We will be right back with our second topic, Screen Time is Making Kids Moody, Crazy, and Lazy, right after this.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: Team Snap. (laughs) Don't be a shitty mom. (laughs) You should actually be using Team Snap to organize all of your kids Youth sports. If you have kids who play youth sports, if you coach youth sports, if you have in charge of clubs, it could be after school clubs, it could be whatever you're doing, you need Team Snap, the world's number one app for keeping the whole season organized. From where's the game? What do I bring? Who needs a ride? Team Snap is every coach and parent's dream. Because what is your nightmare? Your nightmare is the reply all email or the group text message, where now you're scrolling through, trying to figure out where the next game is, trying to see if it's your turn to bring snack, trying to see if you're carpooling or not carpooling. It's such a nightmare. So ditch all of that. Get everyone on Team Snap. You will save hours of time. Finally, have an easy way to communicate and coordinate. It's every game, every player, every message, all in one app. Get Team Snap and get organized. You can try a season absolutely free at TeamSnap.com parenting. No credit card required for this free trial. You genuinely get a free season. Just go to TeamSnap.com slash parenting and you will be a super organized, impressive parent. Try it out. Okay, we are back for our second topic, which is Screen Time is Making Kids Moody, Crazy, and Lazy in Psychology Today by Victoria L. Dunkley. We hope we said her name right. We're not sure if we did, (laughs) but we will have a link to it on our Facebook page and our website. So this was a really interesting article because we have now had quite a few years of kids with massive amounts of screen time. And I think in the beginning, the, the American Pediatric Association said, like, no screen time for kids under two. And then they brought in that, say, sometimes, maybe from two to five. Well, not because they
0: changed their mind, just because they knew that parents the were pressure. ignoring them.
1: And then we've had people said, who knows? Maybe it's educational. Maybe it's actually helping in this way. Maybe it does this. And then other people said, no, it does that. I think we've had some years now yeah, where they can actually look and see what's happening. And... This was really, really interesting. So it's, it talks about, really, children who the symptoms of a mental health diagnosis, such as major depression, bipolar disorder, ADHD. These treatments that they've been offering aren't working as well anymore. And there are now chronically irritable children who are in a state of abnormally high arousal and seem wired and tired. So it it's sounds like, right. Right? And it says, what's happening? And instead of what's looking like a textbook case of a mental disorder, but they're failing to rule out and address the most common environmental cause of such symptoms, everyday use of electronics. This is actually scary, I think. Yeah. I mean, so they will try. They can actually successfully treat a child with mood dysregulation, which is what they call it. You can methodically eliminate all electronic use for several weeks or go in electronics fast, and it allows the nervous system to reset.
0: That's crazy. It's crazy, a- crazy in a good way. And it makes me wonder, you know, how many kids are given medication without trying something like this first? Because I think that that's just malpractice.
1: Well, what's happening is a lot of people are giving their children with ADHD iPads because it will calm them oh, and they will focus on them and they'll sit and play games for long periods of time. So it's actually worse than just you know your kids are having screen time. It's that they're being used as a pacifier, in effect, and for I, kids with behavior disorder.
0: And I don't want to demonize those parents because, good God, if you're going through that and you find something oh, that God. works that you think is helping, of course you're going to do that. But then I think it's your doctor's responsibility to let you know what you're actually doing and how you're making it worse and to give you an alternative yeah right that's not a medication right and this article is not saying no screen time they're saying that when you do the fast you can then ki- i had to do this with sugar it was exactly the same thing yep. sugar was making me dizzy you get rid of it completely and then you add it in slowly to see how much you can tolerate so they're saying you take it all away from your kids. And then you add screen time in slowly to see how much they can handle. And when they get to that threshold where they start being horrible little people again, then you know you've gone too far and you back it up a little bit. I wonder if you need to do the same
1: thing for yourself, though, because Hmm. so many adults complain that they can't sleep anymore, Mm -hmm. but they're on their iPad or their phone at night. Yeah. And this is what she said was crazy. If done correctly, the intervention can produce deeper sleep, a brighter and more even mood, better focus and organization, and increase in physical activity. The ability to tolerate stress improves. Meltdowns diminish in both frequency and severity. The child begins to enjoy the things they used to. They're more drawn to nature, imaginary, and creative play. In teens and young adults, an increase in self-directed behavior is observed, the exact opposite of apathy and hopelessness. Wow. Uh, It's, I mean, this sounds like this crazy cure-all for all these things, but at the same time, we really haven't studied the long-term effects and i think a lot of people really want to believe that all the screen time can be educational that no matter what minecraft is educational this is educational my kids need it for homework my kids need it for the it's i mean it's crazy it says an electric fast reduces or eliminates the need for medication while rendering other treatments more effective that's weird
0: that's mm. weird <laughs> and and yet not i mean it's The more you think about it, the more it seems like common sense. Right. So what she said
1: is children's brains are more sensitive to electronics than most of us realize. It doesn't take a lot to throw a sensitive and still developing brain off track. So I guess that's why it affects kids more than adults, because our brains are supposedly fully developed and now it's just deteriorating that's just going downhill, whereas theirs are developing. Um, So she said parents think that interactive screen time isn't harmful compared to passive screen time like TV. But in fact, interactive screen time is more likely to cause sleep, mood, and cognitive issues, but it's more likely to cause hyperarousal and
0: compulsive use. All I can say is, thank God my kids are old enough that this wasn't a dilemma for me. Because if my kids had been acting up and I annoying me way. and I needed the time of course I would have shoved my phone into their hands. Of course I would. Of course, back in those days when my kids were little, my phone was the size of a shoebox and it didn't do anything. (laughs) So that wouldn't have helped. But, you know, parents today, it's so hard because it really does pacify the kids. And we know how crazy parents get. And they just want something that will work. And I actually, as a blogger, you know, I get a lot of offers to write about different products and and do different sponsored posts. And one came across uh, my email to apply to write about something where – it's an app that reads your kids' books yeah. and makes the books interactive. And I I couldn't even apply because I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Your kids need the books. They need to hold the book. They need to flip the pages. They need your lap. They need your lap. They need you reading it to them. I love that people – I like that the apps are going in that direction so that if you're going to give them an app and a device, at least it's that. But I really hate that, that that's what kids are getting instead of books.
1: Right. And instead of the one on one time with a parent or a caregiver. Yeah. Because then the screen is becoming what they're emotionally attached to, which is part of this. They're becoming more attached to the screen than they are to a human. Yeah. Which is so bad for their emotional development.
0: So and, she does talk about
1: balance, right?
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure part of the marketing of these things is that you're supposed to do them with your with your child. Nobody's going to do that.
1: No, nobody, nobody does it with their child. Everyone thinks they're going to. And you would also think that maybe an app like that would be great in, you know, low-income homes where there's fewer books um, or where there's a language deficit. So a child's not hearing a lot of language in the home. Mm-hmm. So they could hear – get books read to them anyway. But that's not who's going to have that app. Right. And that's not who's going to have access to that. And that's – there's such a disconnect between – who you know who that actually might benefit, right? To just people who want to outsource a lot of stuff that you normally did as a parent, or just that you're feeling makes yourself feel better because that's you, what you're you think having your, your kids your kid learn, right? So you feel justified. I had a mom when my girls were in nursery school who always was so proud. She said, Oh, my kids don't watch any TV, my kids don't watch any TV. But they
0: knew all of, like, these Nickelodeon characters. Right. They were watching it on a screen, yeah. right? That she didn't count as TV. watching it TV. on computer.
1: And I was like, I would much rather my kids watch it on TV and then it turns off than them being able to click to the next thing, click right. to the next thing. And it was so weird that she thought of those things as two different and was very superior about it. Right. Um, and it, it just is bizarre to me. That she saw those as two different things.
0: Well, I think they think that because there aren't commercials in between, it's different. But there's there's advertising in there, and there's there's other damaging stuff right in there. It's and a also screen. Just
1: what right? What difference does it make if your kid was watching God knows what it was at that point? But you know, Bob the Builder mm-hmm. on TV or on the computer. A screen is a screen to a kid. Right. There was nothing interactive about it. And according to this, it's not even great if it's more interactive. It's actually more stimulating, which you may want in part of the day when your kids can learn mm-hmm. but not at night
2: mm-hmm. when your kid's
1: winding down they shouldn't have that blue light shining right. at them she talks about it. so she has these things that it does It screen time disrupts sleep and desynchronizes the body clock screen time desensitizes the brain's reward system screen time produces light at night which has been linked to depression and suicide risk oh my god yep Even says, exposure to screen-based light before or during sleep causes depression even when the animal isn't looking at the screen. Hmm. That's crazy. Screen time induces stress reactions, which is crazy. Also depression. A lot of this cycles back to depression. And screen time overloads the sensory system, fractures attention, and depletes mental reserves. And the last thing was that it reduces physical exposure, which I think we all know. (laughs) Getting outside and doing stuff. But That's a lot that I don't know – I don't know how parents get around that that are so addicted to it. And I don't know what this means for how we should be pushing back about so much screen time in school. That if your kids are going to be on screens a lot during the day, which all these schools are touting now. like This is so great with iPads in the classroom. And then they're coming home and they're on a screen. It's like there's no thought to how much balance there should be. Um, and these schools are so eager to put iPads in every classroom
0: and then cut recess. Right. Which we know kids need. All I know is that I know when my kids are getting overstimulated. I know when they're starting to be bratty. That's when we would always take away the devices. Right. You know, that was the very first thing that we would do. And they say, no, that's not it. That's not. No, that's totally it. You know. So, right. They can't recognize it. No. And they shouldn't. They're kids. Um You know, it's funny because one of our kids is allowed to take his phone upstairs at night and charge it upstairs. And the other one isn't because one of them has shown to be very responsible and turn off the ringer and, you know, turn it off at a certain certain time. um, And the other one hasn't. Um, But then we do have the, the light problem because I know that he's reading it. Yeah, the light light is a huge problem. Yeah, I know that he's doing it right before he goes to bed. And I've been reluctant, as much as we talk about that on here, it's come up many times, I've been reluctant to do anything about it because we always do like a cause and effect kind of thing with parenting. Like if it isn't causing problems, we don't do anything. He sleeps fine. He wakes up when he's supposed to. But I wonder if it's harming him in ways that we don't right. see yet. Right. And like that's lead. terrifying. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. Yeah, right. I mean, it really is this guinea pig generation and we really don't know like you don't know the quality of his sleep you Mm -hmm. don't know his retention from what he's learned during that day um all that kind of stuff it is really interesting that we don't and i think as adults too we don't know like we think oh we have i haven't been able to sleep i haven't been able to sleep and like sometimes if you can't sleep then you get up and then you get on your phone you start reading on your phone Mm -hmm. or whatever it is so you're just exacerbating that problem and i think because that sounds weird Like, it seems like, really? Blue light does that? And that sounds like an old wives' tale. Right. No one believes it. And it doesn't matter how many studies you show them.
0: They're like, It's "Eh." not just that nobody believes it. I've mentioned this to so many people, and they were completely unaware. Right. People just don't know. And then they don't change their behavior anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I think we're going to be,
1: I think in the next, like, 20 years, we're going to start to see some real... Pushback either from the medical community or someone on what people can do to prevent this and real guidelines. Doesn't mean people will follow it. Right. I mean, they used to say the same thing about TV in terms of like physical activity and the time it oh, took.
0: God, I used to watch as much I TV so much as TV. I could <laughs> cram in after school, as much as my parents, as right. much as I could get away with. Basically. But I will
1: say that my friends who grew up without a TV, which always seemed so bizarre to me, are to this day my most prolific creative successful friends really yep they get so much done and they and it because it stayed like they really don't watch tv i one of them works in tv doesn't (laughs) watch tv um but they just had so much more time to do interesting creative stuff and to read and they did um, when there was no tv they really did those other things and it stayed with them as a habit so it's interesting cuz i always i did my homework in front of the tv watched so much tv Just last I still watch tv just last so night TV.
0: omar was like fiona are you watching tv while doing your homework stop that turn it off and fiona looked to me because she knew that i was going to back her up and i said babe i did my homework in front of the tv every night like right. I, I i can't i can't make her be better than i was right. you know like it worked for me
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. (laughs) I don't Mm -hmm. think we're ever going to solve any of this. All right, well, we'll be right back with our Bites of the Week so that you can get on your screen and (laughs) do some more things. Be right back.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
2: You're listening to Parenting
3: Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: Hi, we are back with our Bites of the Week, and it's just Amy and I. So I'm going to start with you, Amy.
0: Well, since Andrea isn't here to do something techie, I will do something techie this week. Um, So... Have you ever found yourself in that situation where you're only wearing one of your earbuds because either, you know, you're listening for the phone or the doorbell or you want to be aware of your surroundings? Oh, I thought
1: you meant because a little rubber thing fell off one. (laughs) (laughs) Because that happens all the
0: time. No, no, no. By choice. You've got one hanging out by choice. Or maybe you're biking. I don't know if you know this, but in New York City, it's illegal to bike with two headphones in. But you can bike with one headphone in. But Um, you can walk with two
1: headphones in and get hit by a car.
0: Exactly. Or, you know, as a woman walking or jogging alone, I always keep one headphone out out. so I've been using these headphones for the past month Um, they're by a company called Aftershocks and they're the Trex titanium headphones and they use bone conduction they don't go in your ears yeah that's where I got them I got them at CES so I should say that this is a review unit I didn't pay for it Um, but I totally would Um, it it kind of it it hooks over your ear But then it sits right next to your ear. So there's nothing in your ear. You can hear what's going on around you. But the sound is amazing. It's got, like, really great bass. And it's it's just, it sounds really good. Can everyone else hear? No. The people around you can't hear it. Um, So it's been fantastic. They're now, the these are the only headphones that I use when I'm jogging or walking. And I use them in the house because, like, sometimes if I'm, like, washing the dishes or vacuuming or something like that, I want to have headphones on. But then my kids, like, either they, they're yelling for me and I can't <laughs> hear them or they sneak up behind me without meaning to and scare the crap out of me. <laughs> um, or I can't hear the phone or I can't hear the doorbell, whatever. So now I only wear these in the house. And it's it's like it's a game changer because you can That's hear. So cool. Yeah, you can hear what's going on around you, but you can't. But but your music also sounds great so i'll link to these the trex titanium headphones um they're sweat proof they're they're comfortable um you can jog with them they're not going to fall off because they hook over your ears really fantastic highly highly recommend them
1: that is really cool so my bite this week i went to an event a few weeks ago maybe a month ago now for target which there is a target in the city but it's in the middle of like it is so far away you might as well just Drive to the suburbs, <laughs> um, so I, I'm always hesitant about going to Target events because I don't know if it's gonna have you know things I can relate to. But whenever I have a car, we rent a car, we go anywhere. I always go to Target. <laughs> That's like my favorite place. So I went to this Target event um, because it was for a group of products that they call Made to Matter. So Target works with these brands that are already eco eco friendly, green, you know, maybe organic. They they meet a set of criteria, mm-hmm. and then Target basically challenges them. To become even better, so right. have more recycled um, in their packaging, have better ways to recycle their packaging, have no waste facilities, um, you know, using organic materials, whatever it is, they challenge them, but also give them the support to get there. And then these companies launch products exclusive to Target. Wow! So they're at Target prices. But they're Sweet. super green and super lactose. So what I love about it is it makes that kind of food or household product accessible to everyone. It's not an elitist thing to be able to get Mrs. Myers mm-hmm. or Annie's for your kids or Tom's of Maine or Burt's Bees. Those were all companies that were under this umbrella. The hmm. Yes To Company that does like Yes To Carrots, Yes To Whatever <laughs> and the Baby Gannick's Food they were all there and they were all super excited and really loved being part of the program. So a couple of the things that really stood out to me, and this is so nerdy, but whatever, Mrs. Myers is making vinegar and baking soda in like a gel. <gasps> so you know when you spray vinegar? Oh, that's and that's awesome. guess Yeah. It's vinegar. It's like a vinegar gel and it smells like, I think it was like lemon verbena. So it doesn't smell like vinegar, but it is.
0: Pure vinegar So when I'm trying to put it On somebody's underarm clothes To get the stink yes. out It's not going to go All, all over my laundry And you're room. not going to Reek of <gasps> vinegar It stays put And then
1: it has this Baking soda paste That you can put right on it So you know Sometimes you like to Combine the vinegar and the Right So soda you, make,
0: and you make the It foams yeah. up So
1: for like an oven door For tile For laundry It's a gel Oh my god it that's is. genius So genius I was like I'm such a dork Because I'm so excited No right I'm like I want to buy it. Is it available it's now avail- That I think is available now At I'm Target I'm to buy it like today Yeah And then and then Annie's came up with something that I thought was great. So a lot of schools you can't take peanut butter to school, right? Um, and uncrustables are a huge selling thing. Annie's made their own version. It's PB and J, so it's organic because mm-hmm. it's Annie's. It's um, you know sourced naturally, whatever. There's no corn syrup, there's no butter. But it's made with um, a pea protein-based butter that tastes so much more like peanut butter than sun butter does. Really? Yes. You tasted it. I tasted it doesn't taste exactly like peanut butter, but it's much better, I think, than okay. the sunflower nut. And then with really good jelly, because it's Annie's, and really good bread, so you can feel good about it. It's like the same price as the junky ones. Wow! And again, at Target. I was like, that to me, like that's a lifesaver kind of thing for a parent on the go, or if you have to bring snacks for your whole team. Yeah. <laughs> One of those things. Um, that was really cool. Tom's of Maine came out with deodorants just for kids. So just for teens, I should say. Mm -hmm. So they're better packaging. They actually work. um, And they don't have parabens and all that stuff in them. And it was just really cool. Like it was cool to see all of these products being supported by Target. Because Mm -hmm. I think it's only if mass retailers get behind these things that we're going to see companies doing that stuff. Oh, and Justin's. So the opposite of the Annie's was Justin's peanut butter, which is like almond butter and peanut butter and all those nut Hmm. butters and Justin was there and he's totally what you think he was he was like a total like dude from Colorado started (laughs) making nut butters because he didn't like what he could go hiking and skiing with and all of his roommates started eating it so he started making it he's doing this pack I don't think this is out. I think this isn't out for a while but they're doing like a new kind of snack packaging for the nut butters with additions that are going to be really really cool too and I think those come out in like July but there's just a lot of really cool stuff so if you're at Target Look for that made to matter. Um, so it's marked on local. each it's, Yeah, I think package. it's marked. It might even be a section of Target. I don't know because I don't get to Target. But it's a big initiative and it's super cool. And it's a really affordable way to get green um, and eco-friendly products into your nice. house. So check that out. And that is it for today. Thanks, Amy. My pleasure. Thanks for spending the time with me alone in our studio. <laughs> um, you can check us out on Facebook.com slash Parenting where we will have links to everything we talked about today. And, of course, ParentingBites.com, where we have links to everything and all sorts of fun stuff on our website that's slowly building maybe even bios of us so you can dig in. Oh, those are there. Oh, those are there? Yeah, they oh, the There's
0: bios. You, <laughs> didn't, you didn't send me one, so I just grabbed it from another one oh, of your sites. Oh, no. God, it's probably so <laughs> old. Who knows what it says? Um, check us out
1: on iTunes, of course, Parenting Bytes. Subscribe, rate, review us, and on play.it where you can find Parenting Bytes and all the CBS podcasts. Talk to you next week. Bye.